0: Did you really make two-and-a-half million last year? Uh sure. <laughs> How did you spend it all? I goes quite quickly. You know, you learn to spend what's in your pocket. Two-and-a-half million goes quickly? All right, let's see. So the tax man takes half up front, so you're left with one and a quarter. My mortgage takes another 300 grand. I sent 150 home for my parents, you know, keep them going. So what's that? 800. All right, 800 spent 150 on a car, about 75 on restaurants, probably 50 on clothes. I put 400 away for a rainy day. That's smart. Yeah, as it turns out, because it looks like the storm's coming. Still got 125. Yeah, well, I did spend $76,520 on hookers, booze, and dancers, but mainly hookers. (laughs) (laughs) 76,5? I was a little shocked initially, but then I realized I could claim most of it back as entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) of a bitch
1: the best pga dfs analysis is back with a new bag of tricks and i'm here to tell you that if you're a person that orders fish at an ihop you're an asshole are we excited are we anxious is pga's return better than warm apple pie it might be but one thing that doesn't get better is this greeting so happy to say it, hello Canada, hello USA, hello Australia, hello UK, hello Germany, hello Netherlands, Spain, New Zealand, a special shout out to Avon, Indiana, who's constantly listening to our show on repeat apparently, 12 times the last episode. Welcome to the Cutline, and if you're new to the show...
2: Douchebag says What? What? <laughs> what?
1: Exactly. Douchebag. (sighs) Who the hell are you listening to? Some regurgitated bullshit, if you ask me. If you're coming back to the Cutline, Zach and I would politely say welcome back, but come on, that's not our style. Let's take one down right out of the gate, you dumbasses. I'm Michael Cavalunas.
0: I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep
1: firing, assholes! At Lunas on Twitter, and the Charles Schwab challenge is bringing a force to be reckoned with. Are you kidding me with the golfers in this field? But before we let you own your tomorrow slate, I need to introduce my partner in crime, my main man, the big stick on the little island in the Pacific, the Brassy, the Scraper, the man is finally done partying and now dedicated to this show, the 6K Maestro, Mr. Investo, the Ministry of the Big Bet, my time Manafort, and Mr. Karuna himself that resides in his favorite place of hangover purgatory at EaglesFan83 on Twitter, it is my man, Zach Manafort, Zach, what? Is up, buddy.
2: That is a lot of titles, and I am excited to be back. I cannot believe it has been God, I don't know what t- three months now, two months. It's been out of control. Uh, you know where are all the people demanding our show during the break? Come on, we, we, we've been <laughs> dying to record this thing. I am pumped to be back. I I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this day. I am
1: excited. I'm excited too. You know, it's great to have some sports back, some resemblance of normalcy back. I can't believe how much esports I've gotten into, from League of Legends to CS:GO, and and, and it's tapered back a bit. But once League of Legends gives me like a four-game slate, six-game slate, I'm fully vested. I like I I am. I just love the stuff. I wouldn't call it a sport, right? But like,
2: hey, it is. It works. It pays.
1: You know, we're we're fully. Fledged Going into NASCAR and everything like that it, It's fun to get this normalcy back Get some betting going But it's golf, dude It's Gerald Schwab It looks yeah, like a major This is
2: it It's crazy This field is out of control it Might as well be the Arnold Palmer
1: So How's everything going so far with With our, our time off?
2: It's been good, man I, You went into the esports world I went into the stock market And I think we've both been doing, uh, doing pretty well I'm excited, though. I mean, I've been waiting for sports to come back. I'm kind of pissed that MLB doesn't want to get like, get their shit together, but it's alright. We got golf. I'm good with that. That's all I need.
1: Yeah, it would be nice if the owners just sucked it up, right?
2: It's like, come on, man. Just pay the guys. Let's play some games. It's better than not having a season at all.
1: So, normally, Zach and I would go into the good, the bad, and the ugly, but unfortunately, we don't have a slate to analyze from last week, so you can just hold on to the, your your thoughts and your hopes for uh, one of our favorite segments but we the cut line is here to bring you an in-depth analysis of the charles schwab we're gonna do the best we
0: can i have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble
1: to make sure your oh. cash oh. on sunday In addition, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand, chops, and a putt that might drop in through your back door. That is most definitely an elusive or oblique remark, also known as a hint. If you don't get it, think anal. (laughs) (laughs) The cut line is going to do what it does best. Make sure that you have plenty of wieners and winners. Big ones on Sunday. Getting six of six players through. Help. Oh. The back door. <laughs> the, the cut line.
2: <laughs> oh, but I'm Zach! Not like throwing that back out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: man, but the correct answer is the cut line, ladies and gentlemen. But, but Zach, God. it's not back door. But Zach. What are you also is, going but... to be doing on Wednesday night?
2: Oh man, I'm switching it up. We're finally kind of off restriction here on Oahu, so I'm doing nothing better than going to jump in the water with some sharks to test my luck there. You've done the shark
1: diving before.
2: I have, but this I've done cage shark diving, but this time we're going to do non-cage. We're going to take it up a notch.
1: Is it great white season? No, no, it's winter,
2: I think. Now I'm going to have to look, but I don't think so. But the tigers, t- the tigers it, never the leave. The tigers are out there. They never leave. Yeah, all oh, they're out there. Mm. Some hammerheads, maybe some manta rays. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be crazy. I'm a, little, a little scared, but you know what? What the hell?
1: Grow some, grow a pair. But do you need <laughs> leverage? I know what I'm gonna be doing. I'll be checking FanShare Sports. Even with my own personal ownership projections, I know a second opinion is incredibly important, and the guys I trust are FanShare Sports. Why? Big news. Because you are listening to the guy who does the ownership projections now for Fanshare Sports. So, yes, I better damn well trust them because I'm the guy. So, if you're not subscribed, easy fix, boys. Go to FanshareSports.com. Input the word cutline in the discount option. You'll receive 20% off your membership. Also nice thing. It's free this month. So, check us out. Woo! Um, PGA. The return for us degenerates, and there's no better place than Fort Worth, Texas, for the Charles Schwab Championship. Typically a boring field, but the return brings back a group of golfers that are typically seen at major tournaments. The point being is that you really have some crucial decisions to make this weekend. Zach, what are the challenges that our golfers are going to face? Oh man, it is going to be interesting. So
2: Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas this week is a par 70, 7,200 yards, about four yards over that. So 72.04. Bent grass greens, we've got uh, kind of tiny greens, about 5,000 square feet. Average speed about, you know, give or take a couple couple degrees on the stint meter. Ton of bunkers here, we got 84 bunkers, four water hazards covering six of the holes. Uh, the You know, it kind of ranked up there in a difficulty last couple seasons, but you know, the field's been weaker, so we'll see what it really plays out when we've got like the top everybody in the world here. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it's been played here for, since 1946, so we've got a ton of data. Uh, usually, the biggest issue is winds, uh, which we saw last year that were pretty brutal, with uh, you know Kevin not taking it down uh, at an under 13, just over over Tony Fee now. But looking at the weather this this week, you know I was checking it out yesterday. It looked like it was going to be calm pretty much all the way through Sunday, um, but I checked again today before we started recording this, and it looks like Thursday we might have a little bit of winds here. Um, anywhere between 9 and 15 miles an hour with up to 20 mile an hour gusts so just make sure you keep an eye on it uh, because now it's saying the rest of the week friday saturday sunday is going to be pretty nice no rain uh, getting up there in heat though so you know old guys eh, might suffer from uh, being out of sync for a while and then going out for four straight days playing 90 degree weather uh, just keep an eye on the wind for the first day you might be able to you know tweak your lineup there to help you out so based on that, you know, what I'm looking at is this mainly the second shot course since it is a par 70, got a lot of dog legs going on. It's going to be really about all about approach, approach, uh, approach play and ball striking, which will show in my key stats. And I'm also going to weigh a lot of weight on course history here because most of the winners that we've seen have shown that they've played well here in the past. And there are a lot of guys in this field who have not touched this course before because it's simply just finally, we're finally starting back up and they want to play. Um, so take that into consideration when you're building your lineup. So based on all that, what am I looking at this week? I'm taking strokes gained approach, I'm taking strokes gained ball striking, I want GARs gained, and I want par 4 scoring. Six of those holes are within the 400 to 450 range, so I may add that as a little bit of a weight as well. I did that last last season here and it did work out quite well. And then I'm going to look at strokes gained approach in the proximity range from 150 to 175. That's been by and large where the most shots have been taken from on this course over the years. And then I'm going to put a small weight on good drives as well cuz I think setting up your your shot for your second shot is going to be very valuable here. And the rough is roughly between 2 and 3 inches, so it's not punishing, uh, but it'll just help you out if you if you get your good drives going on. So that's what I'm looking at this week. What about you?
1: You know, I I have a lot of stats going on, a lot of a lot of different models going on. I took the break to build the simulator model. So I'm really anxious to kind of bring that to the show and kind of show you guys what that uh, is all about. But right now, specific stats I'm looking at is birdie or better presented, strokes gained, ball striking, stroke, strokes gain on approach, scoring, bogey avoidance, and scrambling. Um, and that is not the way though to d- diversify this week. In my opinion, your diversification comes in your lineup construction and your builds. And I'm most definitely going to look for correlation within lineups. So <laughs> one way to do that is the t time wave, right? You can do the AM the PM waves. Uh, another way to do that is similar players let like go five, six of the same type of golfer. And that's my goal. I think that's what I'm going to do is a lot of players are, are, are noobs this week just because they just miss sports, right? So yeah. they're going to be picking, drafting, you know, whomever. And and stats-wise and lineup construction-wise, I think it's a good idea to just that diversification.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of ways to play this. And I think... The diversification for me is going to come two times. And it's going to come down to wind, honestly. It's not a bad strategy.
1: He's two putts from victory.
0: Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long.
1: So this brings us to our birdie or better segment, where Zach and I will dissect the 11k all the way down to the 7k range and look at our favorite golfers in these specific ranges just so you guys get a leg up for this weekend's tournament and we are most definitely going to start off in this 11 and 10k range and there are not a lot of options here no unlike there normally is only four golfers fit in this range rory mcelroy johnny Round, justin thomas and bryson DeChambeau. kick it off for us brother
2: yeah, I got one. You know, I, th- I think I'll recap kind of the how my, my thoughts from the last season is I didn't like playing the guys in the 11K range and the 10K range either. Um, I just found it was easy for me to build lineups that did better. Um, and we've seen here in the past that a lot of the winning lineups don't have an 11K guy. And that might be because the field's so terrible. The guy price at the top just doesn't cut it. But I'm kind of taking a similar approach here. If I have to take anybody in this range, I'm just taking Johnny Rahm. Uh, at 11 and I think that's reasonable I, I think 11-8 for Rory is just out of control and really limits how you can build your the rest of your roster uh, Rom as it, at least has played here three times he missed a cut last year sure okay whatever uh, but he also has a fifth and a second the, the previous two years Rory's not played here at all and neither is JT uh, so I'm gonna roll with Johnny Rom here I mean his stats are, are phenomenal he's great at par four scoring he's great at GIR's game uh, we know he knows how to play this course he's A master at setting up the second shot Uh, he struggles a little bit at the end of last year or when the season stops from the 150 to 175 range but not enough that's going to really hurt him here i think he comes in ready to play Uh, i want exposure to him and only him in this range uh, if i end up going with an 11k guy so that's it for me i got nobody else
1: so of these four guys do you you think johnny rom is going to be super chalk I, i i think one of the most difficult things here from a from a strategy standpoint, is identifying this chalk because we don't have recent form.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, if anyone's going to go off of, well, how I've done it here before, he's the only one that's like, oh, well, he can definitely win it. And that's another reason why I'm just like, I don't, why, why why would I take this when there are so many guys in the 9 and 8K range that you can get away with you know aren't going to be 20 30% on? I don't know. To me, it's just not worth it.
1: Yeah, especially with all the golfers in this field, I I can see that. I I still think Johnny Rahm is going to be very popular, if not the top popular, you know, one of them. Yeah. But but he's most definitely a valid play, being that he has the course history here. He does have some reliable data here that shows that he can play well and win. Um, so that's important. The one guy I want to point out is Justin Thomas. Now, looking at like this course projection in particular, you know, he has no course history, but looking at this type of style. He projects 8th overall, and I think that there's something to be said. JT was rocking before the break, and it's not like these guys aren't out there golfing and playing, and he has the type of game that can be consistent all the time, because long term, he ranks 3rd in the field on approach in the last 100 rounds, okay, in my approach rank model that's something that's key at this course and we both kind of talked about it in the course uh, highlight so jt right now i got a projected third overall at 91 points we know there's gonna be some variation in the simulator model ding 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 ding, ding. yep mentioning it ranks as an average finishing position of ninth place so by the way should i explain how that works I'd like
2: to hear it, but I don't think ninth is good enough to win you a GPP
1: this week. No, but I mean, it, it, you got you got to account for variance. But the simulation model basically runs ten thousand different simulated tournaments, uh, which is then ran an additional hundred thousand simulations after that, and you get your projection. These simulations are weighted based on my priorities in terms of recent form, tournament average, and everything like that. So you're gonna get some variance based on the fact that. Like Justin Thomas has never played here before, but he has played this style course, so that's a that's in the simulation itself. Um, and looking at JT at ninth place at ten six, he's going to be in Sunday and the chance to win. I'll take it. So I'll take it. So you know, there's two other guys, and I I really only want to cover McIlroy right now. And the reason I, I I'm not going to say don't play Rory McIlroy, best player in the world, you know, there's no doubt about it, but he This is the type of course where Rory struggles and really just doesn't suit his game. And at 11.8, which I think he's properly priced, I I just don't know how much Rory I'll get to.
2: I'm with you. I I have no interest at all. I just don't. I I don't see it. I can't
1: do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Too early. All right, let's go to the 9K (laughs) range
2: oh let's see 9k i'm just gonna go with one of the young guns man and i was on him two years ago and last year as well as colin Morikawa at 9100 to me he ranks third overall when i just look at his last 24 rounds coming right before the break and that was he was just crushing it across across really every key metric i'm looking at except he did struggle a little bit on strokes gain par four but i think he makes up for it here um, i know i said i was waiting course history a lot he has no data here um, but, you know, he had no data on a lot of the courses that we saw him come out on the PGA Tour and start killing it. So I have no doubt in my mind that somebody who's hungry, somebody who was hungry at the end of last season, coming off his, his debuts in the PGA Tour, he's going to come out here ready to play, and he's just going to be a monster. So I'm, a, I'm all over Morikawa, and I hope that he's not as highly owned because he sits in this range with, like, all these studs, to include DJ and Sanjay, who's going to suck up a ton of ownership. So I love Morikawa at 9,100.
1: Yeah, Sungjae is going oh, oh. <laughs> to gonna be like just soaking up <laughs> everyone. I love the Terminator, though, man. It, it, it's hard to fade that guy. But mm-hmm. I, I, I like your call on Morikawa, but I think he's also going to be pretty popular. But there's no reason that he can't have the same success as someone in this range. Uh, but the one thing I love is Webb Simpson here. And I think he's priced in that little <laughs> hidden spot of where people are just going to be like, I can't get to Webb at 9800 I I would argue that he is a little bit overpriced, but the fact is, this is the type of course where Webb Simpson is a solid, solid play. Um, in 2016, finished third he, here at this tournament. 2017, finished fifth. In 2018, which I'm happy about for this specific tournament, he missed the cut. So it, it's something that we're going to look at here that... Webby is just an elite play. If you start want to do these balance builds and you want to start with 9,800 Webb Simpson, you're going to get the ability to get a lot of golfers to add into your builds and processes. So projection-wise, he doesn't really necessarily like blow up anywhere, but um, it's just his long-term form. All those key stats correlate very well for this course. Specifically, Approach, last 100 rounds, he ranks 9th in my Approach model. And on top of that, he ranks... 22nd in my putting model those are key stats you haven't been playing for a while i i don't think those are things you just lose so webb simpson is no. I, I think is just a solid play at 9800
2: yeah so he made my list as well and and i just will split on him because kind of like the john rom thing like last time he played mr cut and then he has a fifth and a third and rom had a fifth and a second my own I mean, he was on fire at the end coming in through like october november january and february but my issue was he was on fire because his putter was on fire and bent grass is his worst surface he's not bad he's about even but bentgrass is his worst surface so if his putter's not on and he comes in the form that he was playing before where his approach game was a little off his off the tee game was a little struggling a little bit uh, i don't know what happened to him but again it's been a long break people can work on a lot of things in that time uh, but I think you're right on the price point. It's it's a weird spot where he's priced right under all the studs, or right above all the guys that you know have great history and good good form. I just don't know the ownership in this 9K range. It, I mean, you can fit one, maybe two, but who's going to be the most owned? DJ, Ricky, Sanjay, Xander, Brooks.
1: None of, not all these guys can be 20% owned. Uh, Brooks interests me too. In terms of, do you really want Brooks Kepka? I don't. I don't. I mean, didn't he just spend the whole break playing baseball? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah I never, no, I
2: just not and He's not. His form in this type of chorus is not the greatest. I mean, you can go one under him for Xander, who's top 10 in every key metric I'm looking at for $100 less. Well, I mean, I would, I would, I,
1: I, you're talking recent form, but we're we're talking like at the players when they suspended it. 2018, he finished in second place here. Right? He can own this course if he wants to. He's got one appearance. It's iffy. Don't get me wrong. It's iffy. Oh,
2: I'm going back. Look at the field. Uh, okay, the field was decent. All right, fair enough. I'll allow it. So, uh, Ricky was there. Justin Rose was there. JT uh, Dustin Johnson was there. Yeah okay, all right, fair enough. He could win it, but I I don't think, I don't think so. I think I think Brooks rides off of solid form, and he's coming in with no golf. Fair enough. I, I'll, I'll when, when he's hot, he he goes. He's he's hot for a long time. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I don't know. I, for that price, I just I don't like a lot of these guys up in this price because I just think there's so many unknowns with guys not playing. I mean, he ended the season just missed forty third, missed forty seventh. I mean. Sure,
1: we can't wait recent form a lot, but he didn't end the season on a good note. No, he didn't. All right, so I, I got to do it, I, and I know you're going to hate it. Oh, Jesus. Dustin Johnson. Nope. I have to play him. I hold my comments to the end, good sir. $9,500 for D. Good. Keep going.
2: I'll say I said it last season every single week. Keep going. Talk to me when he's in the eights. He's never going to be in the eights. Then he'll never be in my lineup. All right. He can't.
1: I'm safe. I'll save right, my comments. I right, already for know what you're going to say. He can't put. He can't put anymore. He can't put. There's no way that all of a sudden this putter vanished. No. I get it. Last hundred rounds, he ranks 59th in strokes gain putting. You know, 59th in the field for a guy who's 9500. But all you need is Dustin Johnson's putter to get hot, and it's birdie fest. It's scoring. Let's fest. see
2: what's what's his what's his worst putting service. Oh, it's bent grass. Darn. Even worse. <laughs> No. It, he's Don't, not zero, the on trouble. Ben Grass. Oh, I'm sorry. He's zero, basically.
1: I think this is a he's huge opportunity. He maybe you look deeper. Nope. Why not? No. Uh, the last no. time he gained strokes putting, like significant strokes putting, was at the TOC. And that was on in, in, in January 5th. So it was a while ago. And then before that, negative, 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 negative until we get to the, the PGA Championship where he had three. And that was last year don't when care. he almost caught uh, he almost caught Brooks for the win.
2: Don't care. Show me show me consistent Dustin Johnson and then I'll consider it. Give me three tournaments where he doesn't blow it in one round.
1: He's Dope. he spent all break hanging out with with the great one. Gretzky sh- probably had him sh- on the ice putting. Yeah. He's distracted. I don't believe it.
2: Dude, he's going to be awesome. His injuries fucked him up. When he fell on the stairs at fucking Augusta. <laughs> like, no, I'm good, man. He, he, his time has passed. Dustin, he's good. He's still a great golfer, but don't get me wrong, I'm not paying $95 Dustin Johnson, play him.
1: All right, who else you got in this 9K range? Fade, everybody. 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 Termin- Terminator, Fade. Fade and Terminator.
2: No, okay, fair enough. I will have a little exposure to Sanjay. I don't like him because the ownership because everyone's going to be on him. But I'm realistically playing more probably a little bit of Webb Simpson. And honestly, if I have anybody else, it'll be like one or two shares of Sanjay. And everybody else, I'm not playing. All right, I got a guy. Who? You're going to hate this guy, too. If you say Patrick Reed. I'm going to say Patrick Reed.
1: Oh, man. We're done. End the podcast. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, he was on fire. How can you not account for his recent form? Guy's been lights out this season. He figured things out. Mm. He's still a douchebag, but he figured things out.
2: I've got nothing to say. Yes, he was on fire at the end of last season. The dude has burned me so many times. Yeah, I can't use that as a reason not to play him. But I'm using it as a reason not to play him. I I don't see a case for 9200 Patrick Reed. All right. The dude can't hit from 150 to 175 to save oh, his Mikey. life. Oh, it's, it's arbitrary.
1: Who cares? Arbitrary? That's where all the shots come from this week. <laughs> all weekend. right, so my putting... He's 113th in the field. Putting ranker. He ranks ninth overall. Approach rank in Good. the last 100 rounds. Yeah, except
2: he can't get there to the fucking... He can't get close to the green, the, the fucking pin from 150 to 175. So he better be able to putt from like 65
1: feet. Yeah, but in the last... 24 rounds, he ranks 8th in the field. And I get it, we haven't played golf in so long, but who's to say that Patrick Reed has not just been dialing in on his irons here? Well, let's hope he has. Dude, Reed's in play, man. I mean, I don't know how you can't account for what has gone on this season and say that a golfer hasn't figured something out. I get it, we've had a long break, a break since March. But it's not like they're all of a sudden restarting and rebooting their swings. You know, other, nope. other than Kepka playing baseball every day. Oh, there, there's another one, but yeah, I, I think Patrick Reed is a solid option here. You can have him all. You're you're terrible. No, you're, you're terribly no. against everything I want to do. You know what this feels like? Is the players, man. I know we were all, we were totally opposite on the players. I love it. Oh, by the way, I was getting killed. killed at that players anyways all right let's go down to the ak range Lots, and there are a range. lot of players here to, to to contend with my favorite being scotty scheffler um 8400 he's going to be super popular i mean he's he's an incredible form this year so far in the simulation model has average finish position of fourth place with 90 DraftKings points you you look at the fact that in my aggregate model, he ranks 14th overall in my putting ranker, not his strong suit. He's in the bot, you know, he's in the very bottom, but you know, putters get hot. But with Scotty Scheffler, you're looking at that approach game. And that's something that's very well done and documented here. So far, recent form this season. He has two missed cuts, but don't get me wrong, he has a third place finish at the American Express. He also has a 30th place finish at the Genesis, and 15th place at the AP. I, Scotty Scheffler, without a doubt, is going to be popular. Now, one cause of concern that I think I'm going to overlook is the fact that we don't really have a lot of data on this style of golf course for Scotty Scheffler. So, you are running a gamble playing him, but I do think he's a solid play. Yeah, so I agree with you that he was in good form last
2: year. My my concern is, and you've mentioned it, is the putting. Um, You know, Looking at who's won this in the past and who won the top five of the last couple of years, strokes gained putting is—you really had to gain one stroke on the field. And he's just not a good putter all around. Doesn't matter the surface. That—that that is my concern with him, and I think his price is is up there um, when you look at that angle. But you know, he's definitely got the talent to to overpower some of that issues. But we'll see. I—I I don't dislike it, but I'm not—I don't have him as a as a core play.
1: Well, who do you have as a core play in the AK <sighs> It's going to be make or break. Like I'm either
2: going to um, be done on Thursday afternoon, or you know I'll be cruising good. And I think we have to talk about it. And I think it's Jordan Spieth at 8K. I mean, you're going to talk about a guy like DJ who's been struggling forever. Well, seems like forever. Um, still being 95. And then you got Jordan Spieth who's been falling apart for a year and a half now, and he's 8K, just barely, almost hanging on to 7,900. And two years ago, he was over 10K every time. So I mean. This guy is from here. He's from the Dallas area. He's played on this course a a zillion times. And even last year, when he was playing like garbage across the entire tour, he still came in eighth. So you're going to tell me a guy who's 8K, who has eighth last year, 32nd in 18, a second in 2017, one in 2016, and came off a second in 2015. The dude hasn't missed a cut ever here playing, and his worst finish is a 32nd in 2018. Every other finish has been top 10 or better, and then a 14th in 2014. So there's no way you can tell me that he's going to come out here and just be, like, garbage. He's hometown hero. He's playing with his Bahama boys. Uh, there's just no way. Like, it, it's unreal. So he's got JT and Ricky with him. He's, he's going to be talked up. His confidence is going to be high. I don't know. I just don't see any reason that you don't play him in AK here. And I don't, I don't see why I won't have a – I'll be overexposed to him completely. Nope. Yes. His history is garbage. He's playing like garbage. Granted. But I think here is just the anomaly. He plays well every time. Well, this style, of course, does fit Jordan Speed's game, right? Yeah, and he's, he's going to be confident. He's playing with his boys. They go on trips all the time, partying in the Bahamas, hanging out at Smiley Coffin's wedding. Like, what what else do you want? He's going to be completely comfortable and relaxed.
1: The One of the narratives that we talked about is players playing on their home course and the added pressure, not that Colonial... Is Speed's home course, but I will say that with no fan base and certain sight lines not taken away because of the fans, I think Jordan Speed's a phenomenal play. The problem is, I think everyone's going to recognize that Jordan Speed is a phenomenal play. So, my question to you is, do you take Speed in a cash game?
2: Uh, yeah, I think you have to. In cash, I think you have to. But, yeah, don't know. The way I look at it is, you can't be exposed to these 10 and 11K guys that we say are going to have 20% ownership and still fit Spieth in there and have a solid lineup. You can't. That's true. You have to be balanced. You have to be like one guy in the nines, maybe upper eights, another guy, Spieth, and then two seven, a couple 7K guys.
1: I, I, I really feel build. Wise, I don't mind going stars and scrubs, balance whatever you want to do. But I on speed though, you could go either way and go stars and scrubs. Fit some of these guys that da- down here that are in the low sixes. Oh yeah, the yeah. low sixes. Sure. I mean, there's so. some names down there that you don't normally see. There are, cheap, but there are. All right, we'll see. We'll we'll see how speeth does. But one guy I want to mention this AK range is Matt Coocher. Cooch on this particular course style averages 83.83 DraftKings points per game, which is yeah. sixth in the field. On this particular course, he averages 79, which ranks ninth overall. You look at his course history here at the Schwab 32nd in 2018, 12th in 2017, 6th in 2016, missed the cut in 2014. I'm curious if Kucher is going to be popular because let's face it: you look at this field, and Kucher is not a name that's going to draw ownership. When you got guys like Colin Morikawa, Sung j m Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, as we just mentioned, you go lower to like Jason Day. Mister, I'm going to arrive, get to the tee box, and then leave. Louis, who's <laughs> Um I think Cooch gets lost in the in, in the fold here. Lost in the... Sh- yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I don't think he's going to be on at all. And he's a guy who most definitely in top ten it. Yep. No, I yeah, that's a good call. I have no issue with that at all. All right. Who else you got in this 8K uh, range?
2: Um, I think we got to go with Fino, because I think he's just underpriced. I mean, I cannot believe he's 8,700 after finishing second year last year and making, a, and making the cut on all three of his other attempts. He looked great last February, had a handful of top tens and top 20s. His last 24 rounds, he still grades out fourth overall for me when I look at the key stats. And then when I combine everything in mixed condition to include par 70 and bent grass greens, uh, which is by the way his best putting surface, he's still 11th overall in my model. Which you can count all the guys; he's much further down than the 11th overall golfer. So I don't know. I'm sure he's going to be overowned, but you know I can't see a reason why you don't have exposure to Finau across multiple rounds.
1: Yeah, Finau makes sense. Especially when he's in the seven k range, it, there's just there's no doubt in my mind. No, he's eight. He's or eight k range, seven. but still. And he does somewhat fit this course, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's seventeenth priced, and he's eleventh overall in model, and he's done. He's never missed the last four attempts, second, and a bunch of times. Cruised last. Well, time. he's got so sixteen
1: he rounds played here. And his course history, looking at data golf specifically, you know, he he versus the, the expectation in terms of past performances, he's almost a stroke game there. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep. I, I I think oh, Fino yeah. is a great play. Yeah, Who you got? Who else? Uh, looking at the AK range, my last play is Gary Woodland. And he yep. kind of fits that same bill of I think he's just not going to be highly looked at. Um, fits this course style, you know, in terms of like an overall. In my overall model, he ranks sixth in the last 100 rounds. Um, not always the greatest putter, but we're looking at an approach here specifically in the last 100 rounds. In my approach model, Gary Woodland ranks number one, numero uno. So I'm excited to see Woodland here on this course. Um, this is a guy who has the ability to win this tournament, and that's what I really want. You look at his recent form, and and I know it's ancient by means of the break, but he was really in a good groove. Eighth at the Honda, 12th at the WGC Mexico, okay, and then didn't play the Genesis or the AT&T, but then at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which we know is a whole different animal in yeah. itself, he finished 40th, so... Looking at this season so far, I talked about it with Patrick Reed. It's not necessarily recent form, but it is season form that we're looking at with Gary Woodland. Eighty-eight hundred, I'll take pieces of him.
2: Yeah, I had him highlighted on mine too. My issue was with him was around the green game uh, where he struggled, but I don't think that's a big issue here this week. Um, he's only played here once where he missed a cut back in twenty twelve. Uh, I think you can throw that out since it's so far, uh, so far gone. But I like to play eighty-eight hundred, and I think Woodland's a great, a great pivot for some of these other guys. Jason Day, yes, no? Nope, pass. I'm sure he's 100% healthy because he's had three months to not get injured or vertigo or fall down and stub his toe or go to Disneyland because he can't go. He can't leave to go anywhere, so uh, no issue with him. Shane Lowry? But I'm not playing him. Uh, No Lowry. The only other guy I'm interested in this range is a little bit of Mark Leishman. I think he's also in that weird price point where he's $8,900, kind of forgotten about. But, I mean, the dude's played here seven times and made the cut seven times. Uh, nothing better than the thirteenth back in twenty sixteen. But you know, he was in pretty decent form to end the year. His approach game was on, his ball striking game was on. His last twenty four rounds he's played, he's been he's sixth in the field uh, from one fifty to one seventy five. So you know, I like Leishman. I just don't know that I can I can I can chalk up eighty nine hundred for him.
1: Sweet. All right, let's let's uh let's, get, let's, let's, move let's it seven K let's 7K. finish it off with the seven K range. I know this is always one of your favorite ranges, so I your honor, in your 7K honor K range.
2: All right, let's do it. All right, my ultimate pick. I'll just start off with the big guns here. All right, I'll say it. 7,100, Corey Connors. First, I thought I was wrong, but he grades out number one in my mixed condition model. When I look at the last 50 rounds of his form, then add in the last 50 rounds on par 70 and bent grass courses, and then weighing them appropriately. He popped at number one, and I was like, I'm crazy. This 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 can't be possible for a guy at 7,100. But... I look at his course history, and he does have potential here. He has a surprise top 10 and a higher finish. He was 31st last year. Okay, not so great. But he has an eighth year before. My main concern here is he was struggling on par 4 and approach from 150 to 175 before the break. But he's had time to correct these issues. He can find himself easily within the top 20, if not the top 10 again this year. And for 7,100, you got a guy that's finishing in the top 10. You have a lot of room to make uh, a decent lineup. So I love Corey Connors here, and I think... You know, based on how he was kind of struggling towards the end of the break here, that he won't be as highly owned. But I could be wrong. Probably ten to fifteen percent. We'll see. Uh, but I will easily overexpose myself for the field on Connor.
1: Corey Connor is a good play. I think it's a solid safe play. I like it. So one guy I'm going to mention, and this is most definitely a simulation model-driven play. Um, on top of that, it's your average style, course style play. Is Maverick McNeely? At seventy three hundred, now like he averages on this particular course seventy two DraftKings points. Not you know not, and then in the simulation model we're looking at, he's he's finishing nineteenth on average. Okay, he only played here once. And he got a forty he got forty second, but you look at that recent form in this season. He missed the cut at the API, but then was in eleventh place at the Honda, fifth place at the AT and T. 15th at the Farmers and 37th at the American Express tournament. I get it. It's Maverick McNeely. He's not gonna, you know, get you excited in any way. And he struggles in a lot of things that we're looking for here, like proximity, birdie or better gained, um, those par fours from 350 to 400. But his approach game and his ball striking are things that appeal to me. And if that putter. Just gets hot, I think mcNeil's just solid play at seventy three hundred
2: yeah, I don't hate it i mean looking at his his ceiling I think he's got a decent for that price he's pretty solid he didn't make my first cut but I can see your, your reasoning
1: all right who else have you got in this range
2: um you know another kind of safe-ish play i'm not i'm not as pleased with it but i like billy horschel at 7400 he came up 13th overall in the mixed condition model because mainly because he's fourth in part on the par 70s uh he got 19th here last year and 34 34th two years before that Uh, his stats don't jump off the page so i don't think he will pop on a lot of people's model when you look at recent form but they don't kill him either so uh, I like Horschel this week, and I'll ride the history of him playing well on par seventy bent grass courses, and I think he'll easily make the cut, and probably you know, has potential of to top twenty this thing. Um, so I like a lot of Billy Ho. Uh, I, don't, I just don't know where he falls. I think he, I think he's another one of those kind of forgotten about guys that doesn't garner a lot of ownership because he just doesn't look good on paper.
1: Billy Horschel in the simulation model averaged with the fifty seventh place in sixty eight point eight six DraftKings points. Doesn't really fit this course style As he ranks 56th overall On this course style On this particular course Ranks 39th With 58 With a projected of 58 So similarly Same price point A guy I want to mention to Billy Horschel Is A guy who keeps sinking me Because I expect more Is Joaquin Neiman And let's talk about sinking this guy has all the talent in the world. Everyone talks about it. But a miscut at the API, miscut at the Honda, miscut at the Genesis. I know all those tournaments. I talked about Neiman and how he was a great play. I'm going to do it again. I'll get it right one of these days. But his history here, 31st in 2019, 8th place in 2018, so we do have that top 10 exposure here. He ranks 5th, I'm sorry, sorry, 4th overall An approach rank in my approach rank model in the last 100 rounds. And ninth off the tee. So not the greatest putter in the world, but also not the worst. He's an average putter. So I like Joaquin Neiman here. I think he's a safe, solid play. The simulation model doesn't necessarily love him, but my aggregate model does. I think Neiman's a great play. I'm going to play him again. I don't care if he's sinking me again. I'm used to Joaquin Neiman blowing up my lineups. Fine. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, I was on the Joaquin Neiman bandwagon back in the day, too, and he was the guy who was steadily climbing up to the upper eights, mid-9K ranges on pretty much every event, and to see him down prices low is is shocking at 7400 I mean, he's under guys that have no business being above him. But, yeah, I, I like the play. I mean, he grades out well, 12th overall on my model for, for 7400 Sure, why
1: not? Yeah, Joel, Joel Damon is more
2: money than Neiman. Right, it, yeah, I, I think he's criminally underpriced here. I don't know what they're seeing in him that they think he's that bad, but this guy was rising quickly to just fall this far.
1: So I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. Uh, 7K play, Kevin Na, he's a play. We don't have to talk about him, but he's a play. I'm just going to tell everyone that he's a play. He's safe. He's solid. Won here last year. No reason not to just defeat him. Nope, he's Kevin Na. But a guy who is not safe that I'm going to mention is Grillo. Oh, God. Get him away from me with his terrible, terrible putting. All right. He burns you every tournament. Until you find that tournament where the putter just magically reappears. This is it, man. 2018, finished 19. 2018, finished third. 2017 finished 24th. 2016 finished 55th. Recent form though, you look at this year and get, how good this he can't get any worse. How good this putter's been. He's made the cut one time out of six attempts. Oh
2: no. Get. Why would you do this? Why just PayPal me the entry fees where you're gonna put him in
1: your dude? I might I dude, be like it. doing like maxing out the <sighs> millie this week. I just oh, fuck it like. Why not throw Grio in there? Like he uh I can give this you... is his course style, right? This is the I'll, type of I'll course give you... th- yeah. this is...
2: I'll give you that his bent grass is the putting surface he sucks the least on.
1: I mean it's really he's terrible. Like don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's he's terrible at putting. And 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 it's been well documented. But And around the green recently. He can easily win this. Tournament, I I would call him fifty fifty to make the cut. That's how risky it yeah, is.
2: The fuck. Okay. No. Now you're. You, there is something wrong. I feel like there's something wrong with you, and
1: you. Know. You you don't think it's fifty fifty coin flip for Grio to make the cut? And if Grio makes the if
2: it was if Grio if it was a fifty fifty coin flip to make a cut, he wouldn't be priced at seventy one hundred. But like he's got to be. Uh, I'm sure he's probably like at the cut line, isn't he? I can't count how
1: many he's down, but he's pretty close. Griot's going to make the cut. I'm telling you. We're see. calling heads. It's possible. Made cut. It's the only putting surface where he's positive.
2: You're right. No, I, yeah, I agree with you there. All right, I'll take Keegan Bradley. <laughs> oh, great. Also, his least suckiest putting surface is Ben Grass.
1: So you'll be winning on Thursday, <laughs> Friday, and then... Barely cashing hey. on Saturday Sunday. You can have your Keegan. As makes a cut, that's all that matters. Alright, who else in the 7K range do you do you, do you want to talk about or, or do you like?
2: Uh, I'll just mention two guys. I think Hoffman's an interesting play. He's made 9 of 10 cuts here with decent finishes and grades out well. Uh, and then Palmer as well for course history at 7,400. You really can't go wrong if you're looking for guys to round out a lineup that won't destroy you like Grio or Bradley will, but will could potentially give you a good ceiling
1: yeah there's a lot of plays in this 7k range that i think are solid you know very opportunistic and you're gonna have to evaluate ownership you know guys like joel damon who we already mentioned um benny on who it always just oh, seems yeah. to garner ownership because he's benny on but his putter is just terrible I, you talk about a guy who's bad at putting and has got all the skills in the world um are you back on the the coat rack train Cokes, I'm not there man I'm not there with those PXG yeah. guys I, I'm just not, I'm still going to stay away a guy I'm really looking at and I don't know where I stand is Ian Poulter he's yeah. 7,300 bucks right and is just really disappeared from the PGA scene in, in terms of someone who at one point in time would be often seen in the upper eights right yeah, I mean, sure. But, you know, two out of three mis- uh, made cuts here. Fifth place in 2015, 70th in 2019, missed the cut in 2016. Uh, in terms of recent form, 32nd at the API, 27th at the Honda. I mean, he wears funky pants, dude. He kind of want to have him so you <laughs> can watch him play, right?
2: He didn't even make my – I didn't Fridays in the field. I didn't even make the first round of cuts for me. I had to go pull him up real quick. I don't have any interest. I'm going to be honest
1: with you. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's someone I'm looking at. I'm not sure if I'm going to get to him. A guy I'm not going to play is Phil. No. Been mm. burned too many times with that. So no, no thanks. All right. Well, that'll break down our birdie or better segment. Man, got a lot of winners there.
2: It's a lot. No. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. No. No, 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 no. Hell no. Can't do it. So this brings us to our signature segment, Can't Do It. Won't Do It. These are golfers that we anticipate to be double-digit ownership that we can't... Play that we are going to 100% fade, and I for the first time I literally only have one. Zach, one. I've got two. One,
2: but I think we're I think we're in sync on one.
1: I am not going to play Bryson DeChambeau.
2: Yep, he,
1: correct. He does not fit this course, and he's ten thousand one hundred dollars. And right now we're looking at double-digit ownership because everyone watching DeChambeau, the guy was on fire. Fourth place at the API, second at the WGC Mexico, fifth place at the Genesis. Waste Management Phoenix Open, 52nd when he made his tour debut for this year. But you look at the Charles Schwab Challenge history, one out of four made cuts with a 42nd place finish in 2018. I don't care that that driver is great and grand and big. It doesn't work here. Shambo no thank you. Can't do
2: it. Yeah, man. Can't do it. And I'll, and I'll add to that because if you've been following him as a fanboy on, on Twitter or social media, you, you can see his in the gym, getting swole, putting on 20 to 30 pounds during the break. I'm going to mash drivers with DJ and the best of them. Well, guess what? This course doesn't matter for distance, so good job. Also, the dude is surgical with his irons and everything's dialed into a t to the exact amount of swing speed and all this other crap so he's going to put on 20 or 30 pounds change his swing speed up and his, he's going to have to get out this stupid notebook at every stop this year and recalculate every shot for his massive guns no thanks uh <laughs> no thanks no <laughs> can't do it but i have one more and he he is on your list and we already talked about it so i'll just say a little bit is DJ at 9,500. I said it last season, sticking to my guns. He's not DJ anymore. He can't string together anything. His putter kills him, and his worst surface is bent grass. He's not DJ anymore. At D- least he's not 10K DJ. anymore. At least he's not 10K, but it's still 800 more than I want to pay, especially in this field. I hope I hope he's 20, 10 to 20% owned so I can't play him, and I can watch Twitter burn while he misses the cut or finishes 43rd.
0: No,
1: can't do it. Never going to do it. He is not coming back to this tournament, this field, and sucking. Dustin Johnson is not going to suck this tournament.
2: He's, he's coming back because everyone else is coming back. Oh, and by the way, he's playing with, like, I don't even remember. I think it's like Brooks, and I think he's playing with Rom. So have fun with that.
1: Fine. More of a challenge for him. No, he's
2: not. I'm sorry. He, worse, He's playing with Bryson. Good luck. Have
1: fun. Slow playing your life away. Uh, more money for yeah. me. That's fine. All right. Uh, anyone else in your not do it? I like. No, there's only two that I didn't. I just can't, just can't do. Yeah, it. Bryson is my only one. he just, like, he can't do it. I, I just can't play it. And and if, when when I run this ownership, if McElroy is like insanely owned, I, I'm just gonna fade him. Like, there's no point to play McElroy. There's just gonna be so no. much variance with this tournament. We don't know what's gonna happen. And I think those ownership pivots are going to be key here at this tournament. Yep. So, I sir. All right.
2: <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. miscut cut, miss cut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he'll make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut, miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> a monster. I guarantee
1: he will make the cut. This is our, our signature segment. What makes us so popular is our MG monsters and guarantee. This is Zach's segment where Zach one time proclaimed Martin Pillar a guarantee to make a cut. <laughs> So the Martin Pillar, <sighs> the Martin Pillar effect. Now, he only missed by one stroke. By the way, Just it doesn't matter. Still, it was a big guarantee, <laughs> huge guarantee. A monster is defined as someone we feel that is in the six k range that will finish in the top twenty five. While our guarantee is someone that we guarantee to make the cut. Who? <laughs> Zach, where <laughs> we starting? Monsters or guarantee? You go.
2: Let's, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll kick it off with a guarantee I think Vaughn Taylor here I, I, love, I love his price at 6600 uh, he doesn't pop on the uh, fantasy national model but he's 5 of 5 cuts here in his last 5 attempts proximity, strokes, gain par 4, good drives put him in top 50 of the field he should have no issues making a 6 straight cut here I know the field's stronger but uh, I think the bottom of the field making the cut he's, he's easily going to sneak through so I'm going Vaughn Taylor uh, he is my guarantee
1: my first guarantee is Andrew Putnam Putnam. 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 Alright. Looking at his course history here, he has been solid at the Charles Schwab. 2019 finished 3rd. 2018 finished 20th. The only reason I'm not putting him in a monster category is because of variance, but I do think he likes this course, and he's going to play well and make the cut. On top of that, you look at his putting rank in the last 100 rounds. He ranked 17th in my model and approached 60th in my model. On top of that, his course style projection, he ranks 30th. Overall, Andrew, you are a guarantee for me. Second guarantee, who do you got?
2: Oh, second guarantee, I'm gonna go Jimmy Walker, and I'm just gonna say he's six to six through the cut line here. He's got one top ten and two top twenties. So that's all you need to make it through. No issue. Jimmy Walker's playing. lamp No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no I have not mixed up. You're right. That's who I'm going.
1: You're going J. I was gonna change it. I was gonna change it, but no, it was Jimmy Walker. We're good. All right. The guy I'm going to pick is Lanto Griffin, and this is thanks to Rick Gaiman on DFS oh, On Demand. No. Every time Lanto is below 7K, he returns like 9.5 times the value in terms of DraftKings points. So we're going to... Yeah, he wins the first round. Hey, we're going to continue that trend, and Griffin is going to <laughs> dominate the first and second round, make the cut, and then oh, suck God. on Saturday and Sunday. I'm okay with that, but... I like that call. Um I almost made him a monster, but I, I just couldn't do it. But you know, he no, fits the course well. He... His intangibles, his skills, um, in terms of this style, this course style particularly, he ranks tenth overall in the model. Um, doesn't really pop necessarily anywhere, and he's never played in the Charles Schwab Challenge. So, but Lanto sub seven K, it's kind of a lock.
2: Yeah, I, I like that call. He he will do well, and he'll fall apart Saturday, Sunday. But you won't. You don't care for that, so. Yep, you'll probably win that one, so I'll have to catch up. But
1: I think I got two solid,
2: solid game teams. All
1: right, and we're going to go to the monster. Players in this oh, 6K baby. range that are going to finish in the top 25. Should I go? You should go first. People are not going to like this call. We are going to go with Troy Merritt. Tenacious oh. T is what I'm going to call. All right. Oh, my God. Doing it. All right. So this is totally a simulation model-driven call. We're looking at an average finish at 24th place, 75 DraftKings points projected, which would equal just about 11.8% value on return for a 6,300 Lanto Griffin. Now, he's only played here once, and that was in 2016, where he finished in 17th place. Okay? I'm okay with that, right? (laughs) You look at his recent form this year; he's made three of six cuts. So it's going to be a coin flip. Where Lanto, I'm sorry for Troy, uh, for Troy Merritt. But what I like is that he's just in that average middle of the field in my approach rank and putting rank. Because if his approach game's on, his putting is on. Troy Merritt fits this course. I'm looking for just a hot golfer. I'm looking for someone who fits the bill, who has the advantage that. I'm anxious to see finish in the top 25 on Sunday. Troy Merritt, you are a monster. Wow. That's going to burn me. So... (laughs)
2: Uh, that's, a, that's a free square for me, so I will go with <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick Watney at 6,800. So he ranks 35th in my mixed condition model and 19th in his you recent You go Nick
1: form. Watney, you he's go like the safest yeah. fucking call you could do.
2: How is Nick Watney safe? Okay, he's got an eighth last year. Great. That is not safe. Miscut the year before that, 53rd the year before that, and then two miscuts prior to that. How the heck is that safe? Yes. But you know what? He's still going to top 10 or better anyway. It doesn't matter. But you know these, you monster, know, these monster calls. These grade. monster
1: calls are for people who got balls, man. Balls. Troy
2: Merritt is not balls. Balls. I I, I can't even come up with a, like an insult to Troy Merritt other than that. You need to try again. tenacious T, baby. <laughs> tenacious T, get the... oh, All right, Nick Nick Watney. I'll just take my win and we'll move on to next week.
1: But we're going to two, right? So you have a chance. Yeah, we're going to who two. You you're just making, me, who your you're just making me feel bad about myself.
2: Who are you, you going to pick? Are you going to pick uh, Bill Haas?
1: No. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I've... way around have the I course. ever done that? Sep Straka? How about Straka? I'm not doing that again. Uh-oh. <laughs> God, I'm done with the Sepp Straka bad putting. Uh, I'm going to go with Matt Na- uh, Matthew Naismith. Is it, it Burgoon in the field? Isn't that your boy? That's your boy. Uh, I'm going to go Matthew Naismith here, and, you know, he projects well. It kind of doesn't necessarily fit the course, but he's a great putter, and it, that putting is kind of one of those stats that doesn't really go away from you. You could get a cold putter, don't get me wrong, but all these guys are coming in with different amounts of practice and play. I'm going to trust someone like Naismith in this range at 6,900. Not the greatest approach rank. But it's high risk. Don't get me wrong. We play monsters. It's high risk. I got a top twenty-five finish here with him.
2: That's fair. I don't. I don't dislike that call. I dislike the, the tenacious T call, but I don't dislike that one. All right, my last monster. I'm switching it. I had CT Pan. I'm audibleing bowling because I think uh, Sned's dropped out. Right, so um, I'm going to switch it up and i think the only problem is i don't know where he's gonna be priced so ct pan is my pick if this guy comes in over 7k because i don't think the pricing's been released on him and it's josh teeter he's got six appearances here he's made the cut five times he got 17th last year and a seventh about six years ago other than that he's been in, in you know mid 30s high 50s uh he just fits the course well. I'm going to go with course history, and he's coming in. He's getting a chance to play. Josh Teeter is my second monster, unless he is over 6,900, in which case it'll be CT Pan. You give me shit, and you pick Josh Teeter. <laughs> What's wrong with Josh Teeter? He's done well. He's at least shown the ability to do well here. What has Tenacious T done? Besides have like a, a semi-RI nickname. Well, first of all, the, this is my nickname
1: for him. Yeah, I mean, like... Right, it, it, that's what I'm saying. That's the the only reason you salvaged it was because you said "Sneachus T." It, it's a phenomenal nickname, <laughs> and it, I wish he was active on Twitter and I and he would just start following me and say that guy gave me my nickname, best name I've ever had in my life. He might be after the end of this.
2: If he win, if you the Millie, I'm sure it'll re, it'll work its way back to you.
1: You know who I'm going to add? Who? Cool. Chris
2: Kirk. Wait, where are you adding Chris Kirk? There's no third option. Uh, sure there is, because you're being a dick.
1: So I'm adding. it.
2: <laughs> Chris, oh, you're gonna talk about safest of all time safe plays? Get the hell out of here, Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk. The dude. The dude's
1: won here before. Guarantee. Chris Kirk. For who? Which one are you taking out oh, I'm keeping them all. I'm just. I'm just adding and padding the stats.
2: <laughs> Shit. Get the fuck out of here.
1: All right. Anyone else you want to mention? I mean, if Varner is sixty nine hundred. I don't think. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the six k that that aren't terrible, right? And you and we don't have the recent form to see how they're playing. But Varner at sixty nine hundred, no, I mean, they... it's it's not necessarily cheap when you look at this field. But he's someone who could make the cut. Doesn't really fit the course. Stewart, he's someone that it's an option. I mentioned Lanto already, but um, Chucky Three Sticks. Yeah, guys like Brian
2: Gay, who's done well here before, like bottom of the barrel, sixty one hundred if you really have to squeeze somebody in. Chad Campbell.
1: Jazz Jenna Wontanadan. Um he's I want to play him just because you pronounce his name like almost perfectly. He uh you know, he's one of the top forty players in the world. And he's sixty five hundred. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people are gonna pick up on that. So Got um on. he's also a guy in the six K range, I would say, play. Hey, what? whoa, your boy R C B, he's here too. Yeah, no thanks. Nah, no, I know. I do like
2: Adam Long at sixty eight though. I mean I think that's kind of interesting. Kevin Tway. Gotta get some Toy. Tway. tway, yeah. Oh, you know who we didn't mention? I'm sorry. I just have to mention him in the seven K range. It's Matt Wolf, another young amateur that we don't have a whole lot of data on just because he hasn't been on the tour that long, that could come out swinging at seventy four hundred.
1: He's gonna be popular, man. I, I know.
2: I just I meant to mention him earlier and I just wanna throw it out there that I do I do really like his ability to finish much higher than where he's priced i mean
1: there are guys in this industry who've got hard-ons for wolf yeah but
2: that's it that's all i got
0: oh you men are all alike seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag you better keep your mouth shut oh i think i love him
1: All right, it's over. It's all over. That's a wrap. The cut line, done. Man, three months in the making. Fantastic. Join us next week as we break down the RBC heritage. You talk about a course with some teeth. Oh, my God. Those are some uh, tiny greens out there. Hey, CT Pan went last year. Just throwing them there. Tiny, tiny greens. Zach, I want to thank you for a wonderful show awesome analysis as always i can't do this without you anymore you have to be here every week i'm always no that's not true i've been here most of the
2: time minus the times that i have
1: no you went on a fun coupon (laughs) party you know living it up on your yacht and your your drinks and your hey we're not allowed to leave the house man the sun was out we couldn't even we couldn't even sit on the beach yeah sit on your boat Drink your mai tais, and as long as it's six people are alive. I want to thank you, the listener, for spending time with us as well. Without you, this show is a failure. So we much we greatly appreciate the time you give us. I want to thank Fanshare Sports. I want to thank Fantasy National for the stats they provide in our analysis. In addition, we would like to thank. I don't think we want to thank anyone else, do we? No, I thank thank you, Oz. Thank you. All right. See you next week. Get them later.